Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good morning, everybody. Hey, good morning. Is that Sushant? Yeah. Hi, how are you? Good, how you doing? Really good. Good to hear your awesome. voice. What? Hi, you too. Um, yes, you would mention the Yashoda Davy thing today. Uh, five. At five? Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Uh, who else is on the call with us? If there's Sushant, I know there's somebody else. Maybe somebody on mute. I don't know. Oh, Kelly. <clears throat> Sorry, Kelly's here. Sort of. Hi, Kel. How are you? I'm good. I'm still kind of settling in a little bit, but I'm here. Uh-huh. Um, yes, Sushant, I just double-checked. It's at 5 p.m. today. Um, Okay, well, as of now, we are the three on the call. So let's start with a uh, blessing, and we'll grow from there. Okay. Uh, Sushant, why don't you pray us in using the the G-O-D-S method? Okay. Okay. Deep breath of gratitude and acknowledging all the love that flows in our life and grateful for everything that we are blessed with. I offer up anything that blocks us and anything that may hinder us in understanding the message that we're about to hear uh, today. I declare that we are open and receptive to God's living truth and I share this with the one mind that is in all of us. And so it is. Yes. Beautiful. So, um, Dushant, Kelly, feel free to yeah. share. What are you, how are your, uh, ex- what's your experience with the, uh, with the lessons this week? Um, I really, really liked the, the lesson about, um, God is in everything I see because it's just like, you know, like looking at a parking sign and I said that and I was like, okay, God is in everything I see and it was just like interesting to like, you know, receive the answer in terms of like, okay, the sign is sort of like, you know, helping people and creating order and not causing like traffic jams and stuff like that and you know, even like a wrapping paper, it's protecting like, you know, whatever food and stuff. That one, and I think like above all else, I want to see. Those uh-huh. are my two favorite for sure. <clears throat> sure. Uh-huh. Great. Thanks. Yes, above all else I want to see was definitely my um, my affirmation <laughs> of, the, of the week, so... Um, I think somebody else just hopped on the call. Rad, Rad, hi. Hi, Rad. Hi. Cool. Um, so, Rad, we're just sharing um, what our experiences with the lessons this week has been. If there was any that stood out or if you any big takeaways or insights that you had. Uh, myself? Yeah. Any any lesson in particular that you really enjoyed? Um, yeah, um... I'm enjoying it, but just remember I had this thing about God is in everything. Uh-huh. That's kind of interested me, the whole, whole point of God is in everything. So, <clears throat> in the concept of bad and good, you know, so God is in the bad things as well, which kind of mm-hmm. harming people. And that's kind of been a very 
strange thing to kind of understand. Uh huh. Yeah. And maybe we can talk about that. <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, Kelly, what do you think about that? How would you How would you tell someone to work with that? You know, I, I was switching over a speaker and I actually didn't hear exactly what he said. Sorry. Hmm. I was like, I don't know. Um, okay. Well, what he said was, he said he was having a challenging time putting his brain around the idea that God isn't everything because there are bad things that are happening. That bad things happen. So God in the things that is God in the people that are hurting other people and things like that. How, how would you tell talk to somebody about that? Um, I mean, I think there's two aspects of it. Is one is to recognize that, you know, when they're doing bad things, that that's not a demonstration of the truth of who they are. Um, but we still hold the space to know that they are, you know, just beings of love. And, ouch, sorry. Um, I'm, I'm more, 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 I understand that. I, what I'm concerned is about things like God is in everything. It's in the, right, in the, in the tree, in the in the table, in the uh, vacuum cleaner, uh, in people, in people's eyes, in animals, in the in the gun, in the gun that kills people, in the cocaine that people take in and they destroy their bodies. You know, like the the equality. The lesson was about putting it equally into anything. Right. Uh, so that's kind of a strange concept, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it is a strange concept. And I was going to, um, I mean, I think especially if you start reading the text with the Course in Miracles more, it talks about, you know, not putting stock into the physical existence. Um, me understanding that, you know, God is love, and sometimes the things that we see aren't necessarily real. Um, and to know that even what is in the experience, you know, we judge it as bad or we judge it as, you know, oh, you know, oh, that person shouldn't be taking drugs. Well, you know, I don't know what the purpose is for that. But, you know, to have some trust that it is going to work out for their ultimate good. We don't know what would be going on in their lives if they weren't. You know, we don't know. Um, yeah, but the gun kills people. So, we, you know, the gun... Uh, uh, basically, kills people, right? Mm-hmm. Or not? Well, um, it gives. Us is, it not, is it not real? Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's one again. It, it's saying that you know, like a life ends it, 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 when we see the body end, um, which I don't believe personally. And going back to you know, we don't know what would have happened to that person if they had continued to live. You know, we don't know. I mean, maybe something you know, much more devastating would have happened. We don't know, but to know that, for me, if somebody gets killed, I think, okay, well, you know, they they bless the people around them. It's a learning experience for the people around them. And that they've moved on to their next, you know, experience of whatever they're to experience. Yeah. Well, in, in, in yoga, it's this concept of gods and goddesses that are very cruel, that they... They're actually good, good gods and bad gods, like kind of bad in a in a human uh, concept. But but the gods are you know destroying and creating, and they have a power. They they put diseases in uh, you know in babies, cancer minds, or you know the the people things are like unexplainable, right? Like they, you know. Let me introduce this concept, and we won't get too deep into this because it's a little off track of our lessons, uh, Rad, but um, A Course in Miracles says that the only thing that has value, the only thing that has value is that which is eternal. Do you understand what that means? Yeah. So the only thing that has value is that which is eternal. So, is is your body, but listen for a moment, is your body eternal? 
No. Okay. So the body is valueless. But in this illusion, the three-dimensional illusion in which we are playing, what's the most important thing? Uh, in this three-dimensional, what's... Um, yeah. What's, what's the most important thing to us in this illusion? Well, anything. It depends what you no, decide to no, be. No, 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 not everything. What's the most important thing to us in this illusion? Our bodies. Our bodies. Yeah, because everything that we do is to either is to is to take is to protect our bodies. We put things on it. We put some, and then we value what kinds of things we put on it. We um, yeah. we uh, try to get it certain positions and titles. We try to get power over other bodies. But the Course in Miracles says that they are but figures in a dream. The body is but a figure in a dream, and yet we have made it the most important thing in the world, but it has no value. And so when we start to project ideas of good, bad, killing the body, hurting the body, this, 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 and this is going to be a challenging concept for you to work with a little bit because you're a freaking yoga teacher, so you work very much with the body and taking care of the body and eating good foods to make yeah. sure that you're loving the body. But the Course pretty much says the body is nothing but really a vehicle that supports you in your spiritual awakening, and that's it. So, but that's a kind of more of an esoteric conversation. So, uh, oh, I understand it, that. I understand uh-huh. that. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's fine. I understand that. It's, you know, it's temporary. It's not, we're not really, it's not about the body at all. I mean, I'm teaching this concept, you know. Um, but but still, we are giving this experience as humans uh, uh-huh. to experience, experience this, you know, there is a reason for us to be here, you know. It's, it's, we are here to, to experience this life because we're given this body. Uh, that, so, is, that is one, that is definitely... A theory. That is definitely one theory. And it's the only vehicle to actually, um, you know, connect with through the body, through whatever the body is giving, recognize the divinity. Because otherwise we will be aware of anything. What's, what's that? You know, I, I feel, I, again, I feel like this is, we're going to go, we're going to go into a conversation for another time, for another class. Yeah, just sure, because, sure, don't worry. Just because, yeah. So, um, no, I, just, I, just I mean, it's fun, definitely, fun. it's definitely something you know, to contemplate and to really, I found really this, consider. I found this, uh, just God is in finger, God is in the lamp. I found this class. God is in the door, God in the, <coughs> and then I was like, okay, well, adding some, that's very neutral, but, you know, when I start adding something more not neutral, <laughs> then it become kind of a strange concept. That's, that's the question you asked if I had any interesting insight. Yeah, well, and, you know, I think that it also, you know, there's a very um, specific distinction that the commentary pointed out, that it didn't start, to, that it went from using the word sight to vision. And so we don't fully comprehend what true vision is yet. And yet, of course, invites us to um, the realization, the understanding that if we truly see the table, the gun, the candle, the hand, the dog, the chair, the whatever, with vision, there lies the potential of heaven. So... Someone is making has a, quite a bit of a background noise, so maybe if we all put our handhelds on mute uh, unless we're speaking, that might help keep the noise down a little bit. A little trick mm-hmm. we do on these calls. <coughs> okay, so with, uh, without further ado, and thank you guys for sharing so much. Um, it's so great to be able to have these conversations. Uh, Okay, so let's see the lesson for today. Uh, Lesson 31. I am not the victim of the world I see. There's a paragraph for everybody to read. 
so I will start, and then we'll go Jesse, Kelly, Sushant, Rad, and then we'll repeat, okay? The lesson 31. I am not the victim of the world I see. Today's idea is the introduction to your declaration of relief. Again, the idea should be applied to both the world you see without and the world you see within. In applying the idea, we will use a form of practice which will be used more and more, with changes as indicated. Generally speaking, the form includes two aspects, one in which you apply the idea on a more sustained basis and the other consisting of frequent applications of the idea throughout the day. Two longer periods of practice with the idea for today are needed, one in the morning and one at night. Three to five minutes for each of these are recommended. During that time, look about you slowly while repeating the idea two or three times. Then close your eyes and apply the same idea to your inner world. You will escape from both together, for the inner is the cause of the outer. As you survey your inner world. Okay. It's uh, Sean. As you survey your inner world, merely let whatever thoughts cross your mind come into your awareness, each to be considered for a moment and then replaced by the next. Try not to establish any kind of hierarchy among them. Watch them come and go as dispassionately as possible. Do not dwell on anyone in particular, but try to let the stream move on evenly and calmly without any special investment on your part. As you sit and quietly watch your thoughts, repeat today's idea to yourself as often as you care to, but with no sense of hurry. In addition, repeat this idea for today as often as possible during the day. Remind yourself that you are making a declaration of independence in the name of your own freedom. And in your freedom lies the freedom of the world. The idea for today is a particularly useful one use as a response to any form of temptation. It is a declaration that you will not yield to it and put yourself in bondage. I am not the victim of the world I see. Okay, let's take three minutes. Excuse me. And we will do the practice period. So, um, during the time, uh, look about you slowly while repeating the idea two or three times and close your eyes and apply the same idea to your inner world. All right, so we'll do three minutes on the clock. And I am not the victim of the world I see. Begin.
Okay. Beautiful. So, coming back. Going back a few lessons. So seven, six, five, four, three, two, and all right. So lesson twenty-six. My attack thoughts are attacking my invulnerability. My attack thoughts are attacking my invulnerability. We'll keep the same reading order, and I believe that it is. Uh, Kelly's turn to go. Kelly, Sushant, Raz, and Jesse. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Sorry. Lesson 26. My attack thoughts are attacking my invulnerability. It is surely obvious that you. Can... Sorry. It is surely obvious that if you can be attacked, you are not invulnerable. You see, attack is a real threat. That is because you believe. Sorry. And what would have effects? through you must also have effects on you. It is this law that will ultimately save you, but you are misusing it now. You must therefore learn how it can be used for your own best interest rather than against them. Because your attack thoughts will be projected, you will fear attack. And if you fear attack, you must believe that you are not invulnerable. Attack thoughts therefore make you vulnerable in your own mind, which is where the attack thoughts are. Attack thoughts and invulnerability cannot be accepted together. They contradict each other. The idea for today introduces the thought that you always attack yourself first. If attack thoughts must entail the belief that you are vulnerable, their effect is to weaken you in your own eyes. Thus, they have attacked your perception of yourself because you believe in them you can no longer believe in yourself. A force of yourself has come to take the place of what you are. Practice with today's idea will help you to understand that vulnerability or invulnerability is a result of your own thoughts. Nothing except your thoughts can attack you. Nothing except your thoughts can make you think you're vulnerable. And nothing except your thoughts can prove to you this is not so. Six practice periods are required in applying today's idea. A full two minutes should be attempted for each of them. Although the time may be reduced to a minute, if the discomfort is too great, do not reduce it further. The practice period should begin with repeating the idea for today and closing your eyes and reviewing the unresolved questions whose outcomes are causing you concern. The concern may take the form of depression, worry, anger, a sense of imposition, fear, foreboding, or preoccupation. Any problem as yet unsettled that tends to recur in your thoughts during the day is a suitable subject. You will not be able to use very many for any one practice period because a longer time than usual should be spent with each one. Today's idea should be applied as follows. First, name the situation I am concerned about then go over every possible outcome that has occurred to you in that connection and which has caused you concern, referring to each one quite specifically, saying, I am afraid will happen. If you are doing the exercise properly, you should have some five or six distressing possibilities available for each situation you use, and quite possibly more. It is much more helpful to cover a few situations throughoutly than to touch on a large number, as as the list is anticipated that outcomes of anticipated outcomes for each situation continues, you will probably find some of them, especially those that occur to you in the end, as acceptable to you. Try, however, to treat them all alike to whatever extent you can. After you have named each outcome of which you are afraid, tell yourself, that thought is an attack upon myself. Conclude each practice period by repeating today's idea once more. Okay, thoughts? I think just like the fact that, you know, no one can 
I think even in the Byron Katie video that uh, you made us watch for the practitioner training, like no one can make you feel bad or no one can make you feel uh, a certain way unless you give them permission to. So I feel like, you know, and by not only, you know, by thinking like, you know, not in the highest light possible of another person, you are also not thinking of yourself in that highest light. So, Why? I'm sorry? Why? Because we're all one mind. We're all connected. So, you know, you are me and I am you. So if I think badly of you, then I'm thinking badly of myself. That's all that there can ever be. So it's this idea that we are, our true nature is absolutely invulnerable. We can, there's nothing that can hurt our true self. We just have no effing concept of what our true self actually is. So that's why we're doing this work, so we can have a clear concept. And so it says that if you believe you can be attacked, then you are attacking. You are affirming that I am invulnerable. And in order to be invulnerable means that you had to have somehow separated yourself from God. And our belief that if we separated ourselves from God, that means that we had to have killed God in order to be free, which is impossible. But it's an attack thought. So it's all based off of this false belief that we somehow killed God. And we're here as a result of that decision to do so. And it's a place of attack. Uh, and it's like the separation replayed over and over and over again. It's just attack and pain, attack and worry, attack, attack, attack. And so if you believe that at any time you can be attacked, you are attacking yourself because all that you are doing is projecting your fear thoughts, your violent thoughts, your attack thoughts onto other people because every single person is 100% completely innocent, 100% completely innocent. So if you are seeing something in them that feels threatening, annoying, slightly irritating, absolutely disgusting, it's all your own thoughts about yourself that you are projecting outward, that's all it can ever, ever, ever be. Isn't that fascinating? When you think of all of the disgusting, awful, horrible people that you've had you've encountered in your life, think of all of the awful ex-boyfriends or ex-employers or um, awful people in traffic or anything, anything, any judgment you have about anyone, even the annoying barista who isn't paying attention and doing a good job of their work at Starbucks is a projection of your own thoughts, ideas, and beliefs about yourself. Thoughts? With that said, when we see the face of Christ reflected back to us and all the <clears throat> and everyone who stands before us, then we're one step away from enlightenment. <clears throat> Once we start seeing the innocence in everybody and the beauty and the perfection in everyone, we see that being reflected back to us. That means that we are projecting out, we are understanding the truth about ourselves, which is why our relationships are our most crucial form of abundance. That's our our most valuable currency is our relationships because they support us in practicing God's love. (laughs) And so do you see why Course in Miracles has such an emphasis on forgiveness? It's all about forgiveness. So we can release from the people who are projecting our stuff onto all the projections. So true forgiveness is just seeing their true nature. True forgiveness is realizing nothing bad happened, nothing bad happened. If you think something bad happened, that's a judgment. It's a false perception. There's no bad in the world, you know. Um, There's the appearance of that, but... You know, it's just an appearance. We don't have to fully understand what that even means. 
We will in time. But with that said, you know, we practice forgiveness so that we can do, uh, so we can do just that. We can release ourselves and other people from this false perception that we project onto them. And we can get back to seeing the innocence in everyone and then realize that the, that innocence is because of our true nature, which is that of God, and that we've never left God. Sounds better than trying to make your way in the world today, right? <laughs> All right, lesson 27. Kelly. Okay, 27. Above all else, I want to see. Today's idea expresses something stronger than mere determination. It gives vision priority among your desires. You may feel hesitant about using the idea on the grounds that you are not sure you really mean it. This does not matter. The purpose of today's exercises is to bring the, is to bring the time when the idea will be wholly true a little nearer. There may be a great temptation to believe that some sort of sacrifice is being asked of you when you say you want to see above all else. If you become uneasy about the lack of reservation involved, add vision has no cost to anyone. If fear of loss still persists, add further. It can only bless. The idea for today needs many repetitions for maximum benefit. It should be used at least every half an hour, and more if possible. You might try to, for every 15 or 20 minutes, it is recommended that you set a definite time interval for using the idea when you wake or shortly afterwards, and attempt to uh, adhere to it throughout the day. It will not be difficult to do this if you are engaged in conversation or otherwise occupied at the time, you can still repeat on short sentences to yourself within, without disturbing anything. The real question is, how often will you remember? How much do you want today's idea to be true? Answer one of these questions, and you have answered the other. You will probably miss several applications and perhaps quite a number. Do not be disturbed by this, but do try to keep on your schedule from then on. If only once during the day you feel that you were perfectly sincere while you were repeating today's idea, you be sure that you have saved yourself many years of effort. Thoughts? I think, like, um, I was doing this in class while I was teaching. And I just, like, you know, kept saying that to myself as I was teaching. And it's funny because, like, I just sort of became aware, like, really aware of, like, what I was doing in class. And I, I mean, I see, I feel like I've gone through this evolution with my students where I see them differently. But in saying that, I just sort of, like, felt even more connected than I normally do to them. And throughout the day, like, when I was going to get lunch and everything, saying it, you know, it just sort of, like, made me, like, really sort of aware of, like, this journey that I'm on in terms of, you know, like, getting, like, you know, I think you, you say it and, like, waking up with your oneness with love and really, like, you know, knowing love and embodying it and, you know, having it be sort of the the scene or the focus in every interaction. So it was sort of like just a remembrance of, you know, why I'm on this path. Yes. Anyone else? Great. All right. 28. Kelly. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Above all else, I want to see things differently. 
Today we are really giving specific application to the idea for yesterday. In these practice periods, you will be making a series of definite commitments. The question of whether you will keep them in the future is not our concern here. If you are willing at least to make them now, you have started on the way to keeping them, and we are still at the beginning. You may wonder why it is important to say, for example, above all else, I want to see this table differently. In itself, it is not important at all, yet what is by itself, and what does in itself mean? You see a lot of separate things about you, which really means you're not seeing at all. You either see or not. When you have seen one thing differently, you will see all things differently. The light you will see in any one of them is the same light you will see in them all. When you say above all else, I want to see this table differently, you are making a commitment to withdraw your preconceived ideas about the table and open your mind to what it is and what is it for. You are not defining it in past terms. You are asking what it is rather than telling it what it is. You are not binding its meaning to your tiny experience of tables, nor are you limiting its purpose to your little personal thoughts. You will not question what we have already defined. And the purpose of these exercises is to ask questions and receive the answers. In saying, above all else, I want to see this table differently, you are committing yourself to seeing it is not an exclusive co commitment. It is a commitment which applies to the table just as much as to anything else, neither more nor less. You could, in fact, gain vision from just that table if you would withdraw all your own ideas from it and look upon it with a completely open mind. It has something to show you, something beautiful and clean of infinite value, full of happiness and hope. Hidden under all your ideas about it is its real purpose the purpose it shares with all the universe. In using the table as, as a subject for applying the idea for today, you're therefore really asking to see the purpose of the universe. You will be making the same request of each subject that you use in the practice periods, and you're making a commitment to each of them to let, to let its purpose be revealed to you instead of placing your own judgment upon it. We will have six two-minute practice periods today in which the idea for the day is stated first and then applied to whatever you see about you. Not only should the subjects be chosen randomly, but each one should be accorded accordingly in sincerity as today's idea is, to, is applied to it. In an attempt to acknowledge the equal value of them all in their contribution to your seeing. As usual, the application should include the name of the subject which your eyes happen to light on, and you should rest your eyes on it with, while saying, above all else, I want to be blank differently. Each application should be made quite slowly and as thoughtfully as possible. There is no hurry. Okay? What do we think? It's similar to the class at the beginning. All I see is past, right? Uh -huh. And uh, everything that we see is it's just a mixture of past. So we never see things what they are, really. Just the meaning always projected that is related to the past. It's kind of a, reminds me very similar to what we did earlier. I had this with like the word duh. I remember just like looking at the word duh and I just like said it duh and I just had like what duh. Like, <laughs> what is duh? I didn't just know what means duh. With the word and I'm like, oh, wait, I, yeah, I wanted to see it differently or even walking down my street, like coming back home from work and just, you know, looking at it like with completely new eyes and 
So it, it had, like, uh, a physical effect in terms of, like, you know, with, with the eyes and then also, like, um, seeing certain relationships differently um, and sort of, like, gaining some understanding of how it's, it's not as I thought it was or as I think it is or what the relationship is for. So it was great. Yeah, I just contemplating it. It just kind of struck me that the example he gives is looking at a table. And I think, you know, so many times you go, oh, well, you know, to me that just reinforces, I guess, the idea of not giving the hierarchy to things and being like, well, I want to see my friend differently, but, you know, who cares about, you know, that or this or, you know, like picking something that seems so innocuous, like it's a table, and being like, you know, that could totally give you vision is I think kind of an interesting idea of being able to take it down to not not judging things and not putting things as like, oh, this is more important and, you know, or this is less important, this is more spiritual or this is less spiritual. It's like even the table could help you to have vision and to see, you know, to awaken. So I just found, for me, the whole concept that you went to the table actually was really beneficial to move back and go, you know, stop saying this is important or this isn't. Just be willing. Which I know all the lessons have been saying that, but it just struck me particularly in this lesson because that was the only thing that was really referenced as an example. I remember as a kid, like, having a really sort of, like, clear idea of this. Like, I remember, like, even in my room, just, uh, you know, feeling like the, the walls, like, could speak or like you know the the ground like if I fell on the ground like it's almost like this ground hurt me or like the ground was a person or you know a toy like a toy really was something that was breathing or living um you know like I remember like even looking at leaves as a kid and thinking like you know that this is something like breathing and so um yeah it kind of took me back to that moment in my childhood where everything just seemed like alive, even though it was an inanimate object. Beautiful. All right, well, let's move on. Next lesson. I think we're back at Kelly. Yes. Okay, so we're on 29? Yep. So it says, God is in everything I see. The idea for today explains why you can see all purpose in everything. It explains why nothing is separate by itself or in itself. And it explains why nothing you see means anything. In fact, it explains every idea we've used thus far and all subsequent ones as well. Today's idea is the whole basis for vision. You will probably find this idea very difficult to grasp at this point. You may find it silly, uh, irreverent, senseless, funny, and even objectionable, uh, objectionable. Certainly God is not in a table, for example, as you see it. Yet, we emphasized yesterday that a table shares the purpose of the universe, and what shares the purpose of the universe shares the purpose of its creator. Try then today to begin to learn how to look on all things with love, appreciation, and open-mindedness. You do not see them now. Would you know what it is and what is in them? Nothing is as it appears to you. Its holy purpose stands beyond your little range. When vision has shown you, when vision has shown you the holiness that lights up the world, you will understand today's idea perfectly, and you will not understand how you could ever have found it difficult. Our six two-minute practice periods for today should follow a now familiar pattern. 
Begin with repeating the idea to yourself and then apply it to the randomly chosen subjects about you, naming each one specifically. Try to avoid the tendency towards self-directed selection, which may be particularly tempting in connection with today's idea because of its wholly alien nature. Remember that any order you impose is equally alien to reality. Kelly? Kelly, are you on mute? Okay, Sushant, go ahead. Your list of subjects should therefore be as free of self-selection as possible. For example, a suitable list might include God is in the coat hanger, God is in this magazine, God is in this finger, God is in this lamp, God is in that body, God is in that door, God is in that wastebasket. In addition to the assigned practice periods, repeat the idea today at least once an hour, looking slowly about you and unhurriedly to yourself. At least once or twice, you should experience a sense of restfulness as you do this. Bad? Yeah. Yes. Oh, sorry. Yeah, my the version I have is slightly different than the ones you guys are using, so I, I had like another symptom on my stuff. Cool. Thoughts? What do you guys think about this one? Um, it's kind of like what I mentioned earlier is like, you know, seeing God and I, I feel for me where it really sort of became clear is that different things like, you know, are an expression of creativity that came alive. So, you know, a table that was made, it came from like a mind that created it. And that mind is obviously connected to source. So it's like how everything is, you know, there is God in everything, like everything that we see that is created, whether it's man-made or not, God is in it. Through man, God has made it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Again, you know, it's beginning to introduce language, concepts, and uh, perception and an approach, which is foreign to the way we're used to seeing things. But it's starting to train us in... Uh, in this new approach so that little by little um, we'll start having a new perception, a new experience. And then we will be having, we won't be just seeing, we'll be having vision. And so the, the invitation again is to, is to contemplate the possibility that if you can truly see a KitchenAid mixer with true vision, you'll understand, you know, (laughs) you'll understand the entirety of God or, you know, what I mean. Like, you'll have true vision. So, it's kind of powerful. I think it was the last few, like, I think it was the last lesson, but it's just a, and, you know, I feel like I'm starting to literally sort of like go deeper with it to like really see like okay vision okay it's different from seeing so yeah i can totally totally relate to that well you're pretty much enlightened as it is what'd you say i said you're pretty much enlightened as it is Well, enlightenment is within each and every one of us already. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so let's learn more about that. Let's do the last lesson of uh, class. Uh, Rat, go ahead and start. Uh, God is in everything I see because God is in my mind. The idea for today is the springboard for vision. From this idea will the world open up before you and you will look upon it and see it what you have never seen before, nor will what you saw before be even faintly visible to you. 
Today we are trying to use a new kind of projection. We are not attempting to get rid of what we do not like by seeing it outside. Instead, we are trying to see the, see the world, what is in our minds, and what we want to recognize is there. Thus, we are trying to join with what we see rather than keeping it apart from us. That is the fundamental difference between vision and the way you see. Go ahead, Sushant. Today's idea should be applied as often as possible throughout the day. Whenever you have a moment or so, repeat it to yourself slowly, looking about you and trying to realize that the idea applies to everything you do see now or could see now if it were within the range of your sight. Real vision is not limited to concepts such as near and far. To help you begin to get used to this idea, try to think of things beyond your present range as well as those can actually see as you apply today's idea. Real vision is not only unlimited by space and distance, but it does not depend on the body's eyes at all. The mind is its only source. To aid in helping you to become more accustomed to this idea as well, devote several practice periods to applying today's idea with your eyes closed, using whatever subjects come to mind and look to within rather than without. Today's ideas apply equally to both. All right, so final thoughts. What do you think, Sushant, Rad? I think, like, just the concept of, like, far and near, but even in, like, the subconscious mind, like, it talks about the whole, like, if you have an idea, like, you know, just thinking of, like, how, for me, it's, like, how do you want my life to feel or, like, you know, what is that vision that I have for myself or for my life? Uh, and it's even though it might not seem that it's here, like, you know, but in in the process of thinking that, in the process of having that vision, it is actually here and it is created in reality. So there is no, like, when I become like this or when I get there because I'm already there in the process of like having that vision that vision is in me now and it is like it's not far or near yes beautiful all right my spiritual family, beautiful work. Let's do a closing prayer. Holy Spirit, we're so grateful for the opportunity to come together, connect with the shared intention of experiencing a greater awareness of love in our life and on this planet. We hand the rest of this day over to you. We choose you as our guide. We choose the Holy Spirit's thought system. Cutting all cords to ego thinking, we go forward with a deeper listening, a deeper awareness of love in action as us, through us, and all around us. Thank you, God, for all the opportunity we have to align with truth. We share the healing benefits of this time together with everybody because truly we are one with them and we are so grateful. And so it is. Amen. 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 Beautiful, guys. All right. Well, have a great, great day. And um, you, make sure that you connect with your um, make sure you connect with your uh, new partners that start tomorrow uh, and have a time for tomorrow to connect with them to do your lesson. And we'll keep this ball rolling. Bye. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Bye, Sushan. Bye-bye. Bye, Rad. <laughs>
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.